TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yeah, but just kind of missing the mark on getting rid of this stuff, this reverse racism in uh, Virginia. I don't, know, I don't know what it's going to take for everybody to wake up. You know, every everybody who doesn't want racism to continue to march through Virginia to wake up and say enough of this. I heard that General Wins was in Richmond yesterday at the Commonwealth Club speaking. I think I think I got good information on that. I wish I could have been there. I wouldn't. You know, I'm a polite person and I'm a respectful person, so I would have liked to have just been in the room, in the back of the room, and listened to the speech. I don't know. I kind of got different reports yesterday about what he was talking about, so I don't know that the DEI conflict was front and center. Um, and you know, I don't know General Wynn, so the the leader at at VMI. Maybe he's maybe he's just caught in a really tough spot, and the DEI thing has become a big deal. I've seen some postings from him that are concerning to me, and. Um, and of course, everybody rushed to believe that VMI was completely racist. You know, you you get the Washington Post to do a couple of stories about how racist and horrible the school is, and everyone bends over backwards to a, to believe that. And you know, I, I think they got manipulated into changing the school in ways that probably aren't in its best interest in the long run. But then there's been this really, I think, nefarious pushback. It's very disrespectful, not just to Governor Glenn Youngkin, but to the voters of Virginia who put Glenn Youngkin in office. And and my translation of it, I think it's correct, but I guess it could be wrong, is we're not going to we're not going to derail the DEI programs just because you say so, Governor. And we're going to ride this out because we're hoping that some left leftist like Abigail Spamberger Please don't be fooled by this lady. I mean, she is not mainstream. <laughs> she, I mean, she is not mainstream. The, the, the Democrats in Virginia are not going to put up a mainstream, normal person to be their leader these days. They've shown that. Look at who the Speaker of the House is, the ex-con. Um, so don't, don't be – they're purging all the normal people. You know, the, the Democrats that you and I knew growing up, they're not allowed – to lead in that party anymore. So if Abigail Spanberger gets the nomination, it's only because they think she can win and that she's checked all the boxes. I mean, she's with Nancy Pelosi. She's got one audio tape of her being critical of Nancy Pelosi, and suddenly she's a moderate. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully she'll come on. We can talk about this. And again, I'll be respectful. I won't be uh, interrupting and rude or anything. 
But I just think this DEI stuff is still out of control in Virginia, and there it 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 it's we're not we're not bringing it in. We're not reining it in. I would love to see uh, legislation that bans that stuff in these schools because I think it's doing a lot of damage to us culturally. All right, it's eight thirty nine on this Wednesday morning, the thirty first day of January, twenty twenty four. I'm John Reed, and we're glad you're with us here on News Radio. WRVA. A lot happening at the Capitol, everybody. 140 seats were up in the last election, and 140 people have gone to the Capitol to represent Virginians. And the Democrats barely eked out control in the House of Delegates, as you know, and the same thing in the state Senate. So we're fortunate that uh, Terry Kilgore, uh, the delegate, is with us this morning in the leadership, uh, trying to find a way for Republicans to have influence over this legislation and good morning to you delegate kilgore i appreciate you coming on hey great to be with you john uh yeah we're uh we're uh moving bills uh forward over here in the uh house and uh, but also in the senate but uh uh you know we we still have uh some influence over here we we believe and especially with uh governor yunkin having the final say and you know, at the end of the day, he's got to sign uh, items in the law, or they don't happen. But uh, uh, you know, we're we're, uh, uh, we're he may be a busy what... veto governor, which I think would be great if he just said, "You know what? I was elected as a conservative, and I am not letting this stuff come through." And I'm going to point out how crazy the Democrats have become. You think that's? He'd probably be more polite than I would, but <laughs> you think he's going to be a veto? <laughs> yeah, governor? a little bit more, a little bit more polite <laughs> than, than that. But uh, no, I think I think there's a uh, there's a lot uh, that's going to be happening over the next uh, month and a half. You know, mm-hmm. in, into March, uh, as far as uh, a lot of these uh, his legislative priorities, their legislative priorities. Uh, to see uh, where we can get to the middle ground. And, you know, it's going to be a uh, – we're going to govern to the middle, I think. Uh, Governor Yunkin uh, realizes that, but uh, our colleagues on the other side of the aisle need to realize that also, that, you yeah. know, it's going to have to be a, a middle ground policy and, you know, on things we can agree on, education, funding, uh, uh, things of that nature. I think mm-hmm. uh, you'll find some good bipartisan uh, support. Did you see this story? I mean, here's where I start to lose faith uh, in the assembly, especially with the Democrat leadership, that that uh, Garen Shipley, who we talk to pretty frequently here, at the, yeah. not on the air. He's, he's kind of the uh, yeah. coordinator for policy uh-huh. and communications in the, uh, um, in the Senate side, I guess. Um, Garen has a brother who was born blind. So right. Governor Yunkin proposed, hey, here's – Here's a guy who's in politics. Yeah, he's a Republican, but he's got a, a real family connection that would give him some insight on how to, de- to how to help people who are dealing with blindness. So he nominates him to be on the board of the blind. And then my understanding, if the Times-Dispatch reported it correctly, good, good for them for actually having a balanced story in here. Yeah. The, the Democrats said, no, we're not going to allow you to be on this volunteer board when you've got this personal experience. Now, that seems like crazy, petty, and mean, and self-serving, and political, and harmful to the people of Virginia who need an advocate who's willing to do that work for free. I, I was kind of shocked yeah. by that. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of shocked by that. That's, a, that's you know, sort of a board that, uh, you know, it's not a, a high-ranking board that we look at, uh, but... 
but it's a service board, really. It comes down to, and it can, you know, what he brings to the table, you know, his experience uh, uh, growing up and his experience on uh, what, uh, you know, what the, the folks in the blind community need and, you know, the struggles that they've had. And, you know, of course, he, he has that experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's hard to get folks to serve on these boards uh, anyway. And to have someone with his experience and then uh, attempting to take him off, uh, you know, it just doesn't make sense. But do you, are you running into that? Uh, and that's an obvious thing where I would honestly, yeah. um, Delegate Kilgore, I would have thought that somebody in the Democrat caucus would have said, hey, guys, <laughs> if we do this, that John Reed guy and all the other partisan people are going to have a, a field day accusing us of being vindictive and bitter and nasty let's not give them that opportunity and it's good for the people of virginia so let it go but they yeah, don't I mean, seem I to think, care i think i think those discussions will be happening over the next few days really and, okay uh why are we doing this i mean is it really worth this to uh, uh you know on this board for the blind i mean you know it's just it's just one of those boards that you know like you said it's not it's not a paid board position it's not a paid high government position mm-hmm. you know we gotta you know we gotta make uh realistic uh choices here I've also read, and the Democrats have kind of beaten up on Governor Yunkin. I don't know that it's his fault that that several state agencies don't have leaders. And, of course, that immediately go, oh, well, God, how could that be? But it sounds like there's been an impediment in getting the leaders into those positions uh, because Democrats are stonewalling. And is that accurate? Well, I mean, you know, it's it- – yeah, I mean, to a degree. I mean, I, I think some folks, uh, you know, who have to have uh, uh, approval, approval. Uh, mm-hmm. by the House and Senate, uh, you know, it's sort of, they sort of step back and say, hey, do I really want to put myself and my family through that yeah. if there's a chance that I'm not going to get approved uh, uh, in in the long run? You know, so I think uh, uh, that's part of it. But, uh, you know, I think that uh, cooler heads will prevail up here. I think uh, – uh, you know, there are folks who've been here a while who uh, a few know of how you the left. system works, <laughs> <laughs> who know how the system works that right. can, can you know, come together and say, hey, you know, is it really worth this to go forward? And, you know, we need to work together on other things that uh, are, are very important to the Commonwealth. Um, I know people can tell from your accent that you're not a Richmonder, although you've spent a lot of time <laughs> at the Capitol. What? Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> Um, I've heard a, a few of my friends who are saying, well, Southwest Virginia, the, you know, all this focus on business in Northern Virginia and Richmond and mm. Hampton Roads, mm-hmm. Southwest Virginia's not getting the attention that it needs. How do you view that? Well, I mean, I think, I think uh, you know, being at the table, having a seat at the table right. – uh, to uh, make uh, the push for Southwest Virginia. Today is Southwest Virginia Day up here on the hill. Is it? Okay. We have a lot of folks. Yeah, we have a lot of folks here today, and we have a lot of uh, big reception tonight. The governor is going to attend, and we're highlighting uh, what's going on in Southwest Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, with uh, 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 you know, with our uh, finance committee chair, uh, uh, Louise Lucas and uh, Luke Torrey in, in the House as uh, the appropriation chair, I think they we, we've talked to both uh, of those individuals about the needs of Southwest Virginia and also Governor Yunkin about investments in Southwest Virginia. And I think, you know, with a lot of what's going on up here with Monumental, the arena and things like that, I think uh, – 
uh, I think that uh, we'll be able to, uh, uh, you know, move some things in southwest Virginia, move some forward. We've got some great opportunities in there. Data centers, for example. Hmm. Data centers need to be where they're wanted. We want them in southwest right, Virginia. Right. Uh, we want that investment in southwest Virginia. We've got the broadband and the power and the ability to do that. So uh, there's a lot of opportunities uh, for us to partner with our Northern Virginia colleagues, our uh, Eastern Virginia colleagues, and uh, help the Commonwealth. Yeah. You know, I've always said since I've been here, and this is 31 years, believe it or not, I've oh, always wow. <laughs> said the rising tide floats all ships. I mm-hmm. want to make sure the whole Commonwealth, that's why we're a Commonwealth, I want to make sure everybody's doing well. And I think, um, uh, you know, that's what that's what we need to work on yeah. uh, here uh, in Richmond. Well, I, I've personally witnessed you advocate for your part of the state and your yeah. people. I know you won't be silent. It is just weird when you look at the distribution of the – population in the state and who's who's up there represent who's in richmond representing folks it it is important that we flag hey don't forget there's a there's a big part of this state that's not on i-95 you know so right yeah and not in the uh as we call it the golden crescent okay so uh yeah we have to yeah we we, and you know and i I think a lot of folks uh, we've got a lot of uh bipartisan support Right. Uh, for uh, items in southwest Virginia and items in south side of Virginia, yeah. you know, our, our uh, agriculture uh, opportunities in those areas are so important, not only to the Commonwealth, but to our nation and the world, uh, what we, uh, uh, you know, what we export and uh, sell it, move yeah. to other states. So it's still the biggest, it's still agriculture is still the biggest uh, job producer, the biggest yeah. economic driver in the Commonwealth. Delegate Terry Kilgore, always appreciate the chance to talk to you. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, John. Okay, 848. We're back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 